Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. For your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, a tall man who entered a nice building to visit a very nice man, Sean Roney. Uh, and I'm Edwin Jane, some idiot named Mark Greg Sputnik. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> and with and with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Ah, uh, you know what? Don't get no respect. Airplane food. Why don't they just make the plane out of the airline food? Love it. My wife don't get no respect. Some take her, please. For example. <laughs> If you don't get no respect, you might be a redneck. Wow. Respect. No, it's respect. not over. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with yeah, grape nuts? Yeah. No grapes, no nuts. I don't get no respect. I didn't edit a piece of that. But <laughs> without the visual, the the silences are so perfect that you just think it's. And over. by the way, that's only half. That's still only half of that ending. What they give Steve Carell like a full, just ninety seconds of of prime time just to just kind of sit there. It's great. One of the all time great talking heads. It really is. When we have our talking head draft, I expect that to go pretty high. <laughs> and you may and ask we- yourself, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. Sean, we missed you so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the show. I, I missed you too. Uh, every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week we'll cover our main topic, and then we'll go to the conference room where we're gonna make some uh, music recommendations and some. I'm sure we'll talk about TV shows and all kinds of other things. Podcasts, like that. books, podcasts, movies, TV, just like stuff to get you through this fall and winter season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we'll uh, we'll finish it up with some listener-provided trivia. Uh, we also want to say sorry we're late this week. It's my fault, but uh, sometimes the schedule doesn't uh, line up so well. Hey, but, man, the uh, only reason you get out of the game is to get reluctantly pulled back in. <laughs> Sean's job. We're happy to have you Sean's back. Sean's job has kind of been like Michael on the fun run. It's just the longer it goes on, the worse, the harder and harder it's getting. <laughs> and we're we're gonna carry you across the finish line, bud. I don't know shout if you've ever... To, uh... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, shout out to my fellow Yahtzee members, if any of you are listening. Uh, it's tough out there. I don't know if you've ever eaten more fettuccine Alfredo and drank less water, but I know <laughs> I know, uh, I know, it's been a tough time. So, uh, Well, thanks, guys. But, uh, but I am excited to get into today's main topic, which is, mm. of course, mm. 
Did I stutter? Season four, episode 16. I, I thought you were pausing to tee me up. And I was like scrambling to get there. We should have, we should have coordinated that. Here, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's try that again. Go ahead. Um, this week's episode is... Uh, Did I stutter? <laughs> Season four, episode 16. Written... Congratulations on your epic fail. <laughs> written by Brent Forrester and Justin Spitzer. Directed by Randall Einhorn. It aired on May 1st, 2008. Um, Mayday. Uh, this is a uh, this is a great episode, a great Stanley episode. Yeah. And uh, I think I think that's why we uh, gravitated towards this one. We, uh, we haven't we haven't really sniffed around season four in a while, it felt like. And uh, it sort of realized, boy, the Stanley talk has been been low lately. Not a lot of Stanley. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're here to fix that, you know? Here to fix that with that beautiful man. I was surprised. Boy, I will hammer spank your rear. <laughs> That's I, a great drop. Now that we have these pauses, I'm afraid to start talking again because I know I'm, we're going to uh, get hit with a drop. I, I met you. I got itchy fingers tonight. I don't know. That's good. No, you you got give the people what they want. Um, Texas justice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for an episode that does center around this interaction between Stanley and Michael, I found that there is so much packed into a 22-minute episode in season four. I, yeah. uh, a lot of times when we do these single episodes, I end up saying something to the effect of, this really exemplifies season two or whatever. Yeah. Um, and this one, I think, to me, felt less like a typical season four episode and more mm. just impressed at how much they were able to balance between all the different character storylines. We talk about how that maybe is a little less effective in some of the later seasons, but I thought they nailed it in this episode. It's just very, it's so, so tight. And all the characters get a little bit of time. Yeah, there's a lot of double episodes in season four, too. Most, there's 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 several 45-minute episodes. And um, and this one comes, you know, a little later in season four. This is, this is there's only two episodes, Job Fair, Goodbye Toby, after this one. Before this is Night Out uh, and Chair Model. Um, and before that, I mean, the run, honestly, the run from like fun run through dinner party feels like a whole, like that is sort of all of uh, it, the story, the real story of Michael and Jan's relationship is that whole arc. And then afterwards we get these kind of semblance of uh, these other episodes before getting into the end of getting Toby and bringing Holly in. So this exists in that kind of weird space between those two arcs of Jan and Holly. This is, of course, the writer strike season. Of course. So a lot, a lot going on with the overall way this season kind of flows. But it makes me think that if, if the writers, if the writer strike hadn't happened in two thousand eight, that this season might have been totally not. It wouldn't have been totally different in terms of storylines, but it might have felt different in the way that the episodes are mapped out and the way that they aired. Um, but but overall, I think I think a really really strong episode and one that features uh, a bit of. Growth by Stanley, uh, if we can call it that. <laughs> you know, this definitely is a different side to his character. He kind of emerges from being the quiet person with the crossword puzzle and just kind of reacting to Michael. Um, we see his his uh, temper at other times, but this feels like a turning point for Stanley. It feels like the way that Stanley is after this is, is mm -hmm. very, very different. It feels like Stanley has never really even cared enough to have this kind of outburst. Like, he's so checked out or he's so just, right. like, doing his mm -hmm. thing that... He's actually Michael pushes him to a point where he actually has a has a real cathartic like no I need to tell you exactly how I think about you and you, mm -hmm. you said this big a lot of growth for Stanley and I would say this is a, a ton of growth for Michael this is like this is 
I, I we'll get to it later, but I have I have a hot take about this episode and about Stanley, but we'll get there. I wouldn't. I, it's it's not necessarily growth, but it's a side of Stanley that we start to see mm. more of, and then it becomes a bigger part of his character. Okay, see, yes, moving a, forward, a new dimension of his character. Kind yeah, of exactly. Yeah. And uh, I would agree with you on the growth for Michael, but yeah, we can keep going. We got yeah. time. There's lots happens before the showdown between the two of them. Well, there is one thing that happens before anything else in this episode, and that is the cold open, uh, which is a fabulous Michael Scott cold open. Hot start uh, to a cold open. <laughs> Coming in. We got wet I need your ideas. <laughs> Phyllis. Go, right now. Come on. A perfect example of when no one is on the same page as him, and he's expecting everyone to come along on the journey. And he's so and frustrated that people are. So impatient. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the best... Like examples of Michael Scott delegating too. I just love mm-hmm. Ryan translate or yeah. Pam translate. Yeah, What's yeah, the matter yeah. outside? It's drying. Lifelong yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the initials, the handprints. Some idiot named Mark Greg Sputnik. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could draw a picture because a, pi- a picture is worth a thousand words. You know. Shout a big <laughs> shout out. Big shout out to Phyllis I when know. I was little. Okay, let's hear it. Let's go. <laughs> well, we- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the I always love the dynamic where Dwight is rushing out and Kevin is rushing out right behind him where the two of them are yeah like involved right, yeah. in some kind of fun when they uh when they go light off the fireworks and see in um what is it season two I believe oh yeah uh, yeah so they and then they all gather for Michael to and Jim is giving a speech yes perfectly setting it up um for Michael to uh, to dip his head in the cement <laughs> and uh as, as it's as rushed as michael is they take the time to wrap him in plastic sh- like vaseline up his entire face <laughs> they rubber band a breathing straw for him mm-hmm. it takes a little time to get there uh I fe- and the yeah, cement is still just like oatmeal him. yeah <laughs> <laughs> has not dried one of at the, all uh, one of the best that's what she says in the entire show <laughs> yeah like in cement in the cement through the straw it's <laughs> incredible amazing stuff and yeah. uh uh and then another great talking head from Mike. a lot of good ones in this one but but michael then gives the you know uh, that's me look kids your daddy left that face hole I don't know. It's a good feeling. <laughs> I've said this before on the show, but I, I just always wish like two seasons later, someone just tripped a little bit on the way into the office and they didn't even like show it. You just had to remember, oh, right. Oh, there's yeah. a giant hole in front of the door that <laughs> would probably be spraining ankles. Or just for the been... rest of the show, every new character trips <laughs> on their way in. It would have been really good in season nine to have like Clark trip on it. And say, oh, yeah. Like, who, is, who is this guy? Why did he do this? Yeah. <laughs> And and Pete just says, I I don't know, man. Let's just go upstairs. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, that, like they put him in, and a lot of cement comes back on his face when they pull him out, and then the, the oh, it's the just a giant hole. It's just, <laughs> it's just nothing. It's just a hazard. It's but just a hazard. I like like this this. I always pair this moment in my head with collecting the gravel from the Scranton Strangler chase. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, these these things that he thinks in twenty years are going to be huge deals to everyone that he. You know, he does right in front of the building. Um, his train of thought is so far down the road that he's thinking to his children's children. His grandkids, uh, yeah. Embracing the legacy of him as the manager of Dunder Mifflin Scranton. He, you know, he's got a shot at grandkids. He, he might be actually be able to do this. Mm-hmm. 
uh, by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But anyway, that's that. It's a great cold open. It's frantic. It's a very uh, it's it's a long cold open, but great payoff. Good stuff. Uh, and it gets us right into the episode, which starts, of course, with Andy and Angela doing the Mad Lib uh, with Dwight uh, <laughs> not wanting anything horrible to happen to them. This is an example of where the the, the storylines really well, yeah yeah <laughs> the storylines are uh, very balanced. The Dwight and Angela and Andy dynamic. Dwight says Angela and Andy seem very happy, very happy together. It would be a shame if some if uh, I hope nothing horrible ever happens to them, which kind of plans to see for what's going to happen later. Um, and then that immediately, I mean, we're kind of uh, I guess we can stay on this storyline. The the way that it goes from Dwight buying Andy's car. And then reselling mm-hmm. it just to kind of just to kind of get under his skin and to show Angela, uh, you know. I think the whole oh, that whole thing with the car, all, yeah, it's only like I hate I hate the terms like alpha and shit, but that's what that's what Dwight is trying to do in that instance of just being like, watch watch me just control this guy and absolutely like just steal money from him. By I've the end of it, I think. Lip- they make it look like he flips it in a day and all he does is wash the car. Um, but, yeah, he, yeah. but he, but I, I, he was, Andy was selling it for like 8,500. He knocks $15 off 1500 off the price. And then Dwight sells it for 10. So little little three K that Dwight lines his pockets with in a day there. Not yeah. bad. Not bad. I've got a Mad Lib for you. A stupid, idiotic <laughs> numbskull named Andy Bernard sold his ex Terra to a smart and capable man named Dwight. This is shaping up to be an awesome day for Dwight. <laughs> Check magnet, man. The Xterra. Every time you pull up to a stoplight, every <laughs> yeah. Xterra is a girl. It's just a great icebreaker, says Andy. I wonder if they had to clear that line with uh, the makers of Nissan? the Xterra. Mm. Yeah. They, well, uh, they loop in the racing stripe that Angela keys in to oh, the, yeah, to totally. the Xterra. Oh, yeah, totally. That's a racing yeah. stripe. Uh, and we, we could assume Andy gets his Prius after this, right? That he then wins the duel with. According to some, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. If think about that, if he if if Andy hadn't sold that car, if Dwight hadn't bought the car from Andy to that, that duel might not have happened that way, and who knows what would have gone down. Mm-hmm. Andy would have barreled into the parking lot in his Xterra. Yeah, Andy would have killed. <laughs> it could have gone. It could have gone sideways. Yeah, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also kind of takes Dwight a, a little bit. I mean. It kind of charges up Dwight for his interaction with Michael to like ask for power, say mm-hmm. do it, make make me the boss. Like five, it sets four, up Dwight three. to make that move, mm-hmm. but it also gives him the kind of chutzpah to be like, "You're on your own. I'm not going to bother with this anymore." Yeah. Um. In the in the in the way that Dwight, it feels like earlier seasons might have been like, "No, Michael, I will protect you from yes. Stanley." Yes. Yeah. Like at any cost, I will be by your side. And and this mm-hmm. is this is Dwight, uh, growing a little older, growing a little more independent. Uh, becoming his own man, mm-hmm. um, very much so. I mean, throughout this whole season, really, a lot of growth happens in this season for a lot of characters. But but specifically here, Michael and Stanley really hit hit a new benchmark. Uh, before we get to that, though, there's a the weird little thing about Pam with the glasses, and Michael <laughs> treats her so <laughs> terribly, and he's like, ah, I can't even hear you. It's like just noise just coming from an ugly scientist. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> But but this entire episode then just starts basically because he wants to have a conference room meeting just to ca- about how to liven up the office. That <laughs> it's such a thin uh, yeah. premise. This entire episode. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, it, it drafts very well off of the cold open where he has all that energy. Even though they're not one-to-one related, mm-hmm. it kind of, he carries that energy into it. Stanley, yes, you. No, not me. Yes, you. Yes, you. Put down your little game. You know? Yeah. No, I will not. Yeah. And then he, he hits us with the quote, and Michael has to leave the room. Good. This is good. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. grab a glass of water. Yeah. The way that everyone reacts, the way Oscar smiles and turns around, looks at Stanley, like, oh, look at you. Like, wow. the, Yeah, yeah. Really, really great. I think the way, too, that they, they set up, like, there were three Barati. sort of... Barati! <laughs> okay. There, there are three sort of clashes with Stanley, or, like, three confrontations with Stanley. He's got, like, the, you know... Or there are more conversations, but, like... Him in in the conference room meeting, and then, like, the way that he walks up to him and says, I see you filled out that form. I needed Stanley the Manly, which is a very season one Michael way of talking to Stanley. Yes, yes. And then you get the fake firing, everybody out, clear the room, cage match. Uh, Sort of confrontation between Michael and Stanley. And the fact that they were able to kind of reach this new understanding is uh says a lot about both of their characters i think the it's um you know i'm shortcutting to the end but like the the michael stanley handshake and and moving on is kind of their version of hug it out bitch don't you think oh 100 percent mm-hmm. absolutely you can uh, come over here and you can hug it out bitch. <laughs> before before we get there i think this like the, to, to me the gem of this episode it comes um in this period of time between after Stanley's outburst and before they hug it out, bitch, mm-hmm. uh, which is when he goes down to talk to Daryl in the warehouse and yeah. you get this long scene, an iconic scene, I think, of Daryl and Mike, uh, Michael asking Daryl if he's ever been in a gang. <laughs> Daryl kind of sees that the cameras are there and immediately he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to play into this. This will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Michael, I, ha- I have been in a gang. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we talking here? Crips, Bloods, both. Latin Kings, the Warriors, Newsies. Newsies. Uh, <laughs> I know, like Michael knows Michael knows the Newsies. Anyway. Yeah. Uh and then I don't everything about that scene. Then Michael the way he's just like, okay, so dig this. Like he goes right into this like mode of talking to <laughs> Daryl. Yeah, okay, dig this. Uh Jesus. you get the fluffy fingers. Um I, I just that whole scene is is Craig Robinson really I think at his best. It's it's he's so calm and collected and Michael's just eating every word he says. Uh, their chemistry is so good. Just, I love that scene. They only hit this a couple times in the show, but the dynamic where Michael comes downstairs and says, Daryl, I need to talk to you. And Daryl says, I'm a very busy man, Mike. This time he's pl- he's playing with a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that other one you said, eat like eating up every minute of our, eating up every line. There's that other one where he's eating like a single chicken wing and a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Do that. Very busy down here, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I love that dynamic where, where Daryl just kind of blows him off like that. I wish we could have seen it more. And I know. More. Oh, yeah. that just reminded me, too, because like Mike, like Michael would never be able to say anything about that of like, hey, you're not doing work. Because earlier this episode, when Michael calls the meeting to energize the office because he's like, I haven't done anything since Christmas. <laughs> Pam has clearly <laughs> given up. And there's a few people you see the office sitting there when he says, I haven't done anything since Christmas. And they're just like aghast. Like, what? <laughs> Uh, uh, and then of course it's Stanley, the one who, who, you know, uh, it doesn't call him out, but he's, he's just had it with Michael and, uh, it, I mean, Michael deserves it in a lot of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And I, Michael's just not prepared. He's just not prepared for someone like Stanley to speak his mind I mean, to Michael. I mean, we like it, we got to mention too that it's like leading up to Michael calling Stanley out. He's saying, "Now we're cooking. I like this. Maybe a whole theme like a rap, like a rap rhyme, an and urban Jim, thing." Yeah, yeah. Jim is the one who totally like you know sets this whole thing up by saying an urban thing. And Michael's like, an urban, yeah, Stanley, you want to help us out with that? So it's like, and then, you know, just for Stanley to be like, not me, no, leave me alone, damn it. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is like, he's harassing him, like, totally. And so, I mean, Stanley is absolutely within his right, in my opinion, to shout, did I stutter? And to be super pissed at Michael. And when he says later in the episode that he's going to sue him and all this stuff, like he probably could and should. I, I, I Stanley does go into the room, I guess. But like, on, but like, I, I don't know if the, the yelling at Michael is warranted in front of everyone. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's something you could maybe talk to Michael privately about. I mean, yeah. There's res- well, more I, respectful I mean, Toby, ways of doing it. But. That's true. That's true. I mean, even Toby says that... Uh, Openly that insubordinate is the phrase <laughs> yeah. Toby uses. That's true. That's true. But I mean, this is this is part of the dysfunction of the office TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, like these interactions aren't going to play out in a normal, safe, professional manner. Um, and the opposite happens too, where at the end, he just says, I think this might be your best idea yet. You know, so that's a, like that's the other way of dealing with it, which is just like a non-answer. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or my favorite sort of evolution of this is when uh, Michael just says, "All right, you get out of here, big dog." Later in like season seven, <laughs> like, yeah, I know <laughs> there is good iterations of this later. Too. Yeah, they like bring it back where it's like, "All right, Stanley, you just get out yeah, of here." Just man. the like, sound you made yeah. when you stood up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you always assume I have diabetes? <laughs> you have a glass of apple juice. Tell me. Yeah. All right, you get out of here, big dog. That shows where their their relationship goes eventually. It reaches that place. Uh, I was like, you almost expect him to high five on the way out. I know. know, Like, yeah. Uh, The thing about the thing about the did I stutter is that that moment is nothing in comparison to the to like what happens later when they're yelling at each other in front of everybody, like Mm -hmm. before he dismisses and they have their heart to heart. Well, not really heart to heart. It's Michael's heart to Stanley. that's when it really like loses it when michaels decides this what he calls tells oscar is going to be a mock execution where he fake fires stanley um which is i guess his way to try and flex his power without actually having to confront what just happened mm. uh and michael says like oh he needs to learn humility all right i'm, I'm gonna teach him um terrible idea the fake firing <laughs> like come on michael when does this never ever, it never works yeah. this ever work for you man <laughs> yeah. um and that's what really like it's kind of funny because like it sees okay stanley does kind of care at least i mean for stanley it's almost like you're firing me great give me my severance i'm out of here like you almost expect stanley to do that but he's actually like i need to tell you what i think of you which is i think very little of you i mean he uses some the pea-sized mine every day you do something stupider than the day before everything you do i would do the opposite um and 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 a really cutting thing to t- say to someone, which is, I don't respect you, you know. Like that's that's where it ends at. Um, mm-hmm. Which is to 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 a, as fragile of a of a psyche as Michael Scott. That is a that is a huge huge thing to say to him. 
Well, Michael, Michael sets him up. Like you mentioned, it's not a heart to heart, but it's Michael's heart to another person. Mm -hmm. And he, Michael sits back with his arms crossed and says, that's it. And, uh, do you have anything to say to me? Expecting Stanley to kind of apologize and have this mea culpa and, oh, oh yes, yes, I, I do. do. Like how many times, how many times in Michael's life has he made some sort of overture or done something like this and be like, and do you have anything you would like to say? <laughs> expecting them to say i love you or or, yeah, or yeah. something like that and they they just they are not on the same yes. page at all i think this uh I, I almost wonder if the entire pam glasses thing is just this little setup for the moment where he asks everyone to leave and it's like this kind of rush of like oh my god we all gotta go and pam's like i, I can't find my glasses and jim's like you know what let's go let's take my hand it's like there's a fire in the office um and uh, that's that entire, like, th there's not really a many scenes that like this that happen in the show where it's like Michael clears out, like gets everyone out of the office completely to have a one-on-one. -on -one. It's just that never really happens. And in the way they shoot it, when like the, the cameras go out and they're kind of like going all the way back in. I mean, it's, you, they really do a good job of creating the sense that in the room at that time, it's, it, it's palpable. Like, oh my God, like what's about to happen because because michael finally yells back of like stop it and it's it's such a funny childish way that michael tries to like kick back at stanley but it works and um and they have this conversation that's kind of kind of amazing kind i love that you mentioned the way that they yeah the kind of amazing <laughs> i like the way that you mentioned the way they shot the scenes because mm -hmm. i noticed that too when they have michael and stanley sort of face to face and you're looking over stanley's shoulder at michael you see Jim parked as the audience surrogate, acting mm. as like you're watching this one-on-one, -on -one, and Pam is also behind them in the, in the same sort of role. And then, I mean, I believe it cuts to Phyllis and then Dwight, but everyone is tuned in to this moment. Kevin mm. sets it up like a boxing match. You <laughs> In one corner, you have Michael, and he's mad. And in the <laughs> other corner, you have Stanley, and he's mad. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, we see Creed do this later in China. <laughs> it's a similar type of setup between yeah. Oscar and uh, Michael. Great yeah. minds battling it out. I've got a front row seat. Uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, it, it is really interesting the way that they have everybody bear witness to it and then Michael kicks them all out versus bringing in Stanley to his office to do any of this. I think there's a value to doing it in front of like... It's it's an interesting choice to think of why they wrote it to to play out in front of all the ensemble characters and then to be a one on one versus calling Stanley into his office maybe with Toby there as a backup and having the same sort of exchange. Mm -hmm. and Michael but, starts crying. Why yeah. are you picking on me? <laughs> yeah, why, why do you? I don't understand why you me. keep picking on me. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. Such a child. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then it it, it, it uh, the tag buttons it up with Phyllis. Yeah. Stupidest idea I've ever heard. All right, everybody out except Phyllis. Except Phyllis. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I want to get... Here's my hot take. Here's my hot take with this scene, this episode. Is Give it to me. Because of Stanley, Michael is able... Because of this happening, Michael is able to be with Holly later. I think in this moment, this is the first time I think Michael has really practiced like radical self-acceptance. It's the first time in a show that we see Michael confronted with someone saying directly to him, I do not respect you. In fact, the more I get to know you, the less respect I have for you. And Michael basically says, all right, you don't respect me. I accept that. But listen, like 
you just can't talk to me in this way in the office. I'm your mm-hmm. boss. And I love the way Michael says it. He just says, can't allow it. It's like, it's so, I know it's so it's, it's like, it's kind of firm, but it's also diplomatic and it's, it's a, and, and it's something that Stanley responds to fair enough. And, and like he gives Stanley the floor to say exactly what he means. He takes it on the chin eventually. Um, and I think in this moment he's, he first time he's like, okay, I think I'm okay with someone not liking me and not wanting me to be around. And I think it, it's the first time he does that, and and it's I just don't think it's that coincidence that Michael meets Holly two episodes later, and is able to actually maybe be just mature enough that Holly doesn't go running for the hills. Damn, that's what I, I think, think. Yeah, that's it's a really really good point. Very well said. I think um, you think of the lengths that Michael goes to to be liked, to be loved, to be praised, mm-hmm. to be accepted by everyone It's in, the, in this family that he's trying to kind of knit together between these office workers. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he can look Stanley in the eye and say, okay, you don't respect me. Yeah. Like, he knows that that's not a battle he's ever going to win. Yeah. Uh, and that, that he can he can shake hands and move on is is a sign of growth and maturity that, yeah, yeah, we that is heretofore and unseen. Mm-hmm. That is interesting, though. I've never thought about it in the way that, like, how does that set him up for, you know, is, like, does that, in the growth and development of Michael Scott, that leads to his exit in season seven, where, <laughs> where does clear, this moment? Michael's not healed of his insecurities. I mean, no, crime aid no, happens. No, not at all. Crime aid happens right I mean, this, or yeah, at the roast. Yeah. I mean, everything happens after this, but it's just the door is, the door is opened for Michael to have some self-acceptance. Uh, in this moment and that's that's all he needs to to start growing as a person and yeah i mean by the end of you know by three three seasons later he's moving to boulder yeah so it's a it's, good job stanley so that's that's about it that's pretty much it that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah uh, nothing else to say you are the... so right you are so right <laughs> the <laughs> okay. The only other thing that I would add to this episode is uh, talking about, you know, I, I talked up, up top about storylines and balance and stuff. And I think... I love it! <laughs> uh, these things don't count as major storylines, but they weave in the, uh, the secondary and ensemble characters just enough that they don't feel excluded. You have Jim and Pam... I love it more! With the, <laughs> with the, the, the backup glasses and Jim almost proposing in a conference room meeting like there's just enough Jim and Pam to to feel like they're part of the episode Cree gets a talking head Kevin gets a talking head Phyllis gets that moment in the cold open Dwight Angela Andy have their moment like corporate Ryan makes an appearance Daryl makes an appearance they manage to balance all the characters really well in this particular episode I love it (laughs) (laughs) makes it really effective <laughs> oh yeah, over. we forgot the the corporate Ryan scene where he pulls in, like looks mm-hmm. in the mirror, and then he does that, like, mm-hmm. "Hey Jim, as a true Eagles fan, could I ask you a question?" And then, like, it's so freakish. it's so smarmy, and he and then he's like, "How do you live? With your, how do you live with a franchise this bad? Winging a prayer mostly." And then he's like, "Hey Jim, while I have you here, like he does this bullshit thing so, to like get Jim in the room, and it's like, dude, just don't be like that." But I mean, Ryan is obviously savoring every moment of this. Very well acted by B.J. Novak. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate constructive criticism yeah. in my job performance. I thrive on it. <laughs> yeah, said in the way that you do not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, don't get all defensive. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. And I yeah. love, I love Toby kind of takes his side with like, mm-hmm. yeah, and all this stuff with Pam. Like, mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. He's, stuff with <laughs> Pam and talking to Pam. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But a very, very, a very, very strong episode overall. Really, really. I, I'm glad that we, we chose this one to dig into because I found there's a lot to unpack there. But yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Did I stutter? There you have it. Uh, Take a quick break. Quick break and time for the conference room. This podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. There are a lot of reasons that keep people from seeking help with their mental health. That can be fear of opening up to a stranger or the thought of friends and family judging them or treating them differently. But in reality, meeting with a therapist to work on your mental health is just as helpful as hiring a personal trainer to work on your physical health. It's the same as seeing a doctor, just taking care of your health and overall well-being. Therapy is really important. It's something that I have done personally, and it's made a huge difference in my life. I've mentioned it in other ads on this podcast, but I highly recommend it to basically anyone. I think it can be an incredible health, an incredible help, uh, no matter what you're going through in your life. Meeting a therapist should be as ordinary and judgment-free as going to the dentist or going to the gym. It's just really about self-care and taking care of yourself, and I don't think that you should hesitate when doing any of that. So with Talkspace, Your privacy and security are their number one priority. The app puts you in a private room with just you and your therapist. You can send messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. You don't need to wait wait for your weekly appointment, which is really nice. I know if you've been in therapy, you know that you're often thinking about, oh, I can bring this into my next appointment. So the opportunity to message is is an incredible service that they provide. And their encryption and added security features keep your conversation fully protected. Whether you struggle with anxiety, depression, self-doubt, or anything else, Talkspace gives you access to the help you need to move forward. So join Talkspace today and start moving forward with a single message. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code SCOTT at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code SCOTT. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I'm glad Michael's getting help. He has a lot of problems and he's stupid. All right, everybody in the conference room. I don't care if you are gay or straight or a lesbian or overweight. Just get in here right now. This week in the conference room, we wanted to kind of throw it back to a segment we haven't done in a little while, which is just to give some recommendations, some picks, check in about all the different movies, music, TV, books, anything we're consuming right now that we might recommend to you. So, fellas, what have you been into lately? Yeah, I've been listening to, uh, there's an album by this artist named Kiefer. Do you know, have you yeah. ever heard of that dude? Kiefer's oh, great, man. yeah. His uh, uh, album Between Days, that one I had, I had it on repeat. I just drove from Leavenworth, Washington to Portland, and oh, I just kind of like talk. didn't even realize that I let that... <laughs> A town Dwight, a town Dwight would would love. Oh, he would thrive. He would, he would he be would right move at home. There. If you guys don't know I, Leavenworth, Washington, look up pictures. But it's a town, and there's an ordinance in the town that all the buildings, commercial buildings, must be built in a Bavarian, like old German style. So it's like this weird Alps town in the middle of like the 
Eastern Washington desert. Like the McDonald's is Bavarian yeah. style. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, great. that's the vibe. And it's, <laughs> and honestly, I was there for work, but oh man, I, I fell in love. I love yeah, that. You would love place. it. Man. It it was gorgeous. Man, if you like getting a the... beer and a sausage, I mean that's your town. And I know that's you do. It. That's I know you do. That's <laughs> literally all there is to it. It's just this <laughs> beautiful little town. Uh especially now that it's autumn uh and all the leaves are changing and it was you just wander around and, and drink beer. It's it's wonderful. Um hot dog but yeah. fingers. <laughs> You set the bar really high with you know with what we're watching on Netflix, and you've recommended a quaint German town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we all really need. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A fake German town. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that's my album uh, of choice. And then there's a playlist on Spotify called "The New Indie 2008 to 2010." Ooh, golden oh, age, baby. which is oh, a sweet baby. spot. <laughs> For, yeah, for, yeah. for for you know people people our age in particular but I would say it, it's it's a very unique you know like uh, early 20s yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, a little shins yeah, yeah early 20s uh, yeah. yeah yeah 2008 um, to 2010 it's a sweet yeah. spot our early our cab. early 20s yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the co- the picture the cover picture of the playlist is just Zoe Deschanel <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's, that's it. all you there need to is. know. I love that. The, the icon of that era, no doubt. But it's a huge, it's a massive playlist that somebody made, and it's there's so many on there that I'm just like, oh man, I forgot about <sighs> nice. this. Nice. Very nice. You know, it's funny that you mention that time and that era, because um, one of the albums I've been listening to a lot is uh, by this band, The Naked and Famous, which it came out in 2020. That's the album that I've been listening to a lot. I've been going back to it. Uh, it's, it's a good album. I really recommend it, but their big hit was the song young blood that came out in 2010. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure it fits right in with that playlist. Uh, yes. that makes me think of uh, that song naked and famous by presidents of the United States of America. Mm. A banger. Remember that one? I don't know if I know that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bonus pick. Yeah. Um, I've also been listening to a new baby Keem album. If you guys have listened, to oh, it. I don't know, yes. never heard, never heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's hip hop, a different, a different, yes, a definitely a different direction from indie music from 2008 to 2010. Yes. But well, very, very good, like, very current. So yeah. I would put or, I mean, baby. It came out recently. I would put baby Keem in like the same camp as like Zach Fox too. It's kind mm-hmm. of like it's it's really good rap, but it's also very funny and it's kind of like tongue in cheek a little mm-hmm. bit and like. Uh, it, it, it's all it's almost on the verge of like comedy music but ah. it's but it's but they bang it's so good it's mm-hmm. such yeah baby keem that's a good one too sweet yeah. well we're on music i'll give a quick music one uh of who i've been obsessed with for about the last month which is coulter wall oh uh, yeah yeah he is this kid from canada from saskatchewan uh he's an actual rancher but he makes kind of new western music like real like actual cowboy music that is um unreal it's incredibly incredibly good i've never heard a voice like his he's got like he has like johnny cash gravitas and the kid's like 24 Mm. but the albums you hear like his first album he was 19 when it Mm -hmm. came out and and you hear him sing and you're just like there's this is a probably a 62 year old lifelong drinker smoker (laughs) and he's 19 and it's unbelievable and uh i he's it's one of those sean you'll relate to this too which is like i heard him and i just immediately was like i need all of his albums on vinyl right now and yeah (laughs) that's what i did um (laughs) colter wall man 
You've mentioned him to me before. That's why I had yeah. that reaction. Yeah. 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 I should have told you that before he went to Leavenworth. That's a, that's a good drive through the Ooh. desert uh, mm. album. That would have been his, good. All of his albums. But, yep, there's my music. You guys been watching anything lately? Besides Squid, Squid Game? Game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Succession just restarted. Oh. Um, yeah, first episode yes, just aired. Uh, yes, it did. What you know a what? great first episode. Teed up, it you know, teed up so much. I uh, I played in this tennis event on uh, this last Sunday. Shout out to Live Ball here in L.A. Um, but uh, near the end, when things were happening, like wrapping up, people kept saying, like, we want to go home and watch Succession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's it ran all day and went late in the evening, and people were like, I got to go home and watch Succession. My, yeah. I went over to my brother's house, who lives near me, and my parents, who became obsessed with the show in the last, like, four months, also came over. We all got together and watched it like right at six o'clock when it was available on HBO, mm-hmm. uh, which I've, it's like, I don't know the last time I've done that with like gathering with people at a certain time to watch a show. Um, felt great. But other than that, um, I have been watching Search Party finally. Oh, I hear that's amazing. I've, uh, uh, Sean oh, and Ryan. Yeah. I've yeah, watched all of Search Party. I love it. John Early. Oh. Uh, Aaliyah Shakat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Kate Berlant so good. is a small and part. A- and then I forget the name of the main dude. Um, uh, the, the boyfriend. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I love that brilliant. guy. I don't he's remember brilliant. his name. He's so brilliant. But there's also just all these people who I recognize from like TikTok and stuff who show up in the show. And I think a lot of them are writers. Uh, it's like it's such a hip show. Oh, it's so God. Hip. It's so good. <laughs> and it's oh, man, it's so good. But. But like it, the the plot. I mean, the the comedy in it is just right up my alley. There's just so many little moments that happen that are like just for you if you're paying attention. And um, but it ha- it's also it's a real mix of like being hilarious and also like kind of devastating to watch at times. Um, but I'm only on season two. I want to say, and I'm so glad that I've got like so much more to watch than I want. So I highly recommend that. That's half hour comedy HBO. Um. Really funny, really poignant at times, and I mean, Alia Sh- Shakat, like who you who listeners might know is maybe from Arrested Development. Her, her, that's Anne. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, that's my fiance. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, she is Please. she's unbelievable. Like as an actress, I, she she blows me away. Like at least once an episode, she's un absolutely amazing. I've just been floored by her. Uh, highly recommend that show. So good. A couple you of random recommendations for me. I mean, on top of, you know, Squid Game is the last, like, I think, very current thing I watched. Uh, I feel like I recommended this when this first season of this came out, but I recently watched the second season, Never Have I Ever, the Mindy Kaling Netflix. Oh, yeah. I've never um, seen it. Never Have great. I Ever. It's really good. It's just a really good oh, nice. sitcom. Yeah. Or it's it's not a sitcom. It's a half-hour comedy, I suppose. But hmm. um, second season is really good, or I, en- I enjoyed it. Um, uh, you know what's funny? Thank you. Uh, I was on a plane recently. I want to say it was when I was coming back from New York. Mm. And it it was the kind of thing where you're trying to find things to fill time. And I watched a couple episodes of Atlanta. I know this is not a current recommendation. But Atlanta is so good. So So good. good. It's so good. I watched the episode with Cat Williams where he's the Gator Man. Oh, Mm. that one in particular. One of the all-time, like, I think it's such a great episode. But... It just makes me think that Atlanta is coming back for season three next year. Supposedly it is, so Hell good yeah. time to catch on up. If you never saw that, then Ooh. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get on that. It's yeah. it's. Incredible. I think I think the jacket is one of the best episodes of TV I've like ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get a super random and not current recommendation, but it's something that I watched no, recently I mean, that you know doesn't need to be top of mind. Doesn't need yeah. to be. Everybody's rewatching Seinfeld now that it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I know that's why. Our, that's why no no one's watching The Office anymore. They're all moved mm-hmm. on. That's mm-hmm. not true. Y'all y'all are still watching The Office. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's um, a good a good little recommendation segment. In case uh, unless you got anything else that you've been uh, uh just a pod- or- just a podcast fellow podcast really quickly. Um, there's a show that came out for, uh, called Bellwether. Um, and it's you spell it it's all one word, but there's no a in weather. It's just Bellwether W E T H E R. It is mm. it's one of the more original audio projects I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Sam Greenspan, who used to be a producer for 99% Invisible, has been working on oh. the show the past couple of years. Mm. Um, it's he kind of created an entirely new genre, uh, which he calls speculative journalism, where the show he's making kind of normal, almost ninety nine percent invisible type stories, and it's all has to do with automation and AI. But it's through the lens of someone who is listening to his podcast way in the future, and so every now and then it jumps to the future where it's this researcher in like this pod who's listening to mm. quote unquote artifacts, which is this podcast. And they're trying to figure out like what happened to like humans in this society and what, <laughs> where did automation go wrong? And so the whole, but then like it's world building in the future what? while he's also doing a podcast about current day. Um, it kind of like breaks your head a little bit. And it's, it's just like nothing you've heard. And Dang. Um, even wow, if you don't yeah. like it, you, you got to respect it because it's so creative and uh yeah check that out bellwether interesting no i'm excited to listen to that it's only four episodes too it's it's just Mm -hmm. like a little bite-sized thing nice i love it that's it there you have it um i think we might be out of time are we out of time i think we're out of time we're running up against it yeah i'm I'm sorry that we're not we're out of time for trivia this week uh but i will uh ask we had a hard stop recording yeah so yeah sorry sorry you want to give us some trivia uh please email us mspodcastcompany at gmail.com also you can call us 503-694-9314 we love to listen to the voicemails on the show uh, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Uh, become a Scott's Tot for five bucks a month. You get tons of extra content that we've been putting out every month, so you'll get uh, a whole slew of uh, mailbag episodes. And every month, you get a mailbag episode where um, we will answer uh, questions sent to us through Patreon. So One check us out, support thing. the show. One additional thing for Patreon. I was going to put up a playlist just of uh, stuff that I've been listening to Sweet. this month that you can check out just for Patreon subscribers. I don't know I don't know if you're uh, that interested in, <laughs> in, what, in what I'm listening <laughs> hey, to. But Edwin makes a great playlist, so it's, it's I, kind of I would a, recommend. It's a combination of the stuff that I listen to driving down. Uh, on the move and the stuff that I found since I've been here, but uh, I thought it might be fun to do a monthly playlist, just kind of as an extra thing for Patreon. So Love keep it. an eye out for that; should be happening the next day or two. Yeah, come hang out with us on there, support the show, uh, get ad-free episodes of the main feed. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, do it. Uh, merch thank store, you. merch, merch store coming by uh, end of the month. So oh, yeah, it, just in time for some Christmas gifts, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you can get some uh, some merch with uh, graphics by uh, Ryan Lloyd. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who designs <laughs> all our artwork. And uh, very special thanks to our Patreon members. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for for listening to this show just and and you. supporting us. And dang, we love you guys. 
Thank you for listening. I mean, tagging off of Sean's message, uh, just really appreciate everyone who hangs out with us every week. I know it's been, uh, you know, we're coming to you a little bit later than normal this week. We ran up against our hard stop time today, but uh, just know that we love and appreciate you, and uh, we'll be coming back again soon um, with our monthly Patreon mailbag episode uh, for the month of October, and then also uh, in your main feed next week. So um, just just know that we love and appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out and spending time with us, supporting us. Um, you guys make all the difference in the world. So take care, stay safe. See you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes, yes sir. 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 Da-da. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.